we go. Here we go. Here we go. Go, 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 go. Here we go. Go. All right. We got a winner. Here we go. Yeah. Winner. Huh? We got a t-shirt winner. Hey, winner. Hey, lucky you. All right. You know something I've noticed? Our reviews have been going down slowly but surely. You son of a bird. So we had four reviews this last week. That's pretty weak sauce. Who doesn't want a free T-shirt? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Like free stuff. Well, in the defense of our listeners, guys, it is we are approaching Christmas right now. It is the holidays. Most people are stressed Mm. out right now. You're going to be on on the computer shopping, and you're going to be shopping in Amazon. Why don't you write a review? Write a review, give it shirt, and you can give it as a gift. Actually, so so smart. Who doesn't want a shirt that Adam rubbed his balls all over? (laughs) That's what you're going to get. That is worth a lot. We're giving that one a free that we're auctioning. They don't want that. (laughs) We're giving that away free, huh? The ball shirt. So let me announce the winner. Maybe it's clean though. Tell tell us who the winner is. Enough ball stuff. Right. F G H J J F D D is our winner this week. Winner, contact us at mindpumpradio at gmail.com. Give me your name, your iTunes name, your address, and your shirt size. And then for the rest of you, and make a picture. Make sure you start putting up your reviews because if this next week we have over four reviews, I will give out more than one shirt. Oh. Whoa, Doug, since we only had one, can you read it? Can we hear it? I can. Well, if you don't, I thought you had it right in front oh, of you. I don't have it up right here. No. No. Sorry, that was a they, the, Everybody can go to iTunes and read it, it themselves. Right yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, next week, though, we will not be recording, so we're going to announce it at Mind Pump on Instagram. So Look uh, there also. Yeah, look there. Because Sal's going to take a day off. Oh. <laughs> Pussy. <Yeah. laughs> I just queefed. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I feel like you guys aren't very uh, festive, man. What I, do you mean? Yeah, just no cr- festive. Not very Christmassy talk, you know. You guys are wearing all black and gray. Very. De- you know what's funny, though? What is funny? Uh, Not to switch after I was just talking shit, yeah. My girl was telling me that, you know, the most popular colors right now for Christmas is black and gold. Wow. Did you know that black 49ers! Is- it's no, not, that's red yeah, and gold. Bro, it's like Fuck! Saints, Fuck! Dude. Fuck! Don't ever try and be athletic. Again. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? That was just a tip to being athletic, right? There. You know what? I swear to God, I thought I had that. Oh, I know uh, you did. You should have seen the confident look. Like, he's like, yes. You so almost, I, uh, you almost even started the statement uh, with, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, damn, the 49ers are black and gold." Damn it! I mean, it's the only time I'm wrong. Sorry. Right. I talk about sports. <laughs> I like your effort. I do. They do, they do have I some black jerseys I don't like you guys stop making year. fun of the fucking nerd. You guys, this is not high school. Okay, we're adults now. You can't do that anymore. Uh, Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not doing your homework for you. Did you see how confident he was when yeah. he said oh, that, he, too? With passion. Like, he's, yeah. been waiting, he's been waiting for the next, like, sports opportunity. Here's my opportunity. opportunity. This is my opportunity to show people I don't jugular. know absolutely nothing yeah. about sports. Yeah. All right, let me, let me redeem black, myself. gold, Niners! Let me, see, let me see if I can redeem myself. Uh... Give ask me a fit, uh, a sports question. Let me oh see if I know. Anything. Okay, you have to do this. No, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm just. Like, <laughs> you sure you want this? I don't. Yeah, know but don't ask me some. I don't know. This is a good idea. No, so don't ask me like statistics. I'll, no, I'll ask you a simple one. I'm right, your friend. I don't. Who know do you is think is going to be in the Super Bowl this year? No, that's see. I don't watch sports. Oh, ask me oh a question God. about like how to play the sport, a rule or something like that. Oh, like a rule. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, that's weird. Why? Like, what do you mean? If uh, how many how many feet need to be inside the end zone if I catch a touchdown pass? Mm. One. No, see that's wrong. 
Yeah. It is? Yeah, both feet have to be inside. Yeah, even in college now, huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. No, you let me finish my statement. <laughs> <laughs> you let me finish so my far, statement. So far, 0 for 2. Okay, let's keep going. Let's play this. Let's play this game. No, no. Let's play this till you if score. If you have one leg, okay. one. <laughs> if you have one leg, that is right. You're right. Boom. Yeah. Thank yeah, God I got that one. So, right. with that being said, how many one-legged wide receivers are in the NFL? Hey, right man. Now? Hey, man. I'm I'm a positive thinker. Uh, Anything can happen. Uh, what, they, they call them old pig, pig legs. So, so hoppy yeah, pig legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you guys? What are you guys doing for Christmas? Uh, I'm hanging around. I'm doing family stuff, traditional stuff with my girl. What do you want for Christmas? Besides me. With a nice big red bow on my, I'm trying junk. to <laughs> my meat hawk. Boom! <laughs> Open it slowly. Oh, oh my god! Oh, oh! You pulled the wrong oh. one. You're just oh, tightening yeah. the bow. Is that a box or is that your scrotum? <laughs> god! Hey, one of the best ever. Uh, you know what? I used to hate Justin Timberlake until he did "Dick in a Box" on right. The best ske- sketch ever. Changed my whole oh, attitude great. towards him. <laughs> After I, that, you're right. That was the moment where I'm like, all right, I think you, I'm okay. You know, with this I was, guy. Have you guys was, tried that yet? Have you tried "Dick in the Box"? No. Uh, have you cut a hole in the box and put your dick in it? No. You haven't? No. Really? No. Me, no, but you know I did that with popcorn. I think I might have revealed <laughs> the, the that. The popcorn before, one? Right? Did, yeah, for it's, real? It's a trick. You put your dick in the popcorn? Of course. Who hasn't? <laughs> it gets all buttery. <laughs> oh, gross. Well, it's worth it. Wife's well, eating the popcorn. She's like, this, this one's popcorn. Sometimes way you gotta too be salty. discreet. This is supposed to be one of our good episodes where we actually give good information. We were gonna, we just lost half Why? of our listeners. All those Why? Listeners. Why do we always have to put you know parameters on so, our so, way of thinking? So tell me Somebody what you want. Somebody has to keep us focused. I want to hear what you want for Christmas. Fly, baby. I want to hear what you're going to get and what you want for Christmas. Like really want or what did we put on a realistic list? Because that's two different things well, to me. F- oh, okay. Well, I want I want a choo-choo train. I want no, I don't mean like world peace or something like not realistic. I mean, <laughs> so here's here's what I mean. Okay, so okay. Uh, my my girl's family or the tradition in their family is we we all put everyone's names, all the cousins, uncles, brothers, sisters, whatever, moms, dads. We put them in a, in a bowl. We draw names, and you have one person you buy for, and I, it's a two hundred dollar limit. So you buy one person like really either one really nice gift or a bunch of like you know mediocre gifts, whatever. Now. I don't know about you guys. I know that for sure because Justin just shared while we were in the restroom together what he wants to buy himself. I know your guitar is a, lot, bathroom talk. is a lot more than $200. So this I don't put, I would not put a guitar and, and we all give our list, right? When we all draw names, everyone gives their list of stuff. So I've made a list already. It'll benefit everybody. But none of my things on my list are over $200. But in reality, if I was going to go buy myself something for Christmas like I really want, it would be probably a lot more than $200. So that's why I asked you, should we, are you okay, wanting what to- are you going to get for Christmas? How about that? Like, what do you want that you'll probably get? I don't have anything like that. Really? Well, I'm a grown ass man. And so I usually just buy my own That's things. me too. Okay. So what are you going to buy yourself? Are you going to buy yourselves anything for Christmas? This yeah, is actually guitar. This is, are you <laughs> getting, you're getting a guitar. Yeah, man. electric. Yeah, or electric. Acoustic? That's the thing because I already have the acoustic. It's terrible. I am going through withdrawals with not having an electric guitar. Really? Because I was going to buy you a, mar- a mariachi one. Oh, that, the that'd big be one. Actually pretty tight. Yeah. Oh, you know what I did get actually. Whoa! This, this is a good reminder. I think I think I sent it over to Doug. Doug, I think you got. Did you get the the family that we adopted? Oh yeah. Let's do that this week. All right. So we'll buy them some stuff. Well, what we'll do is we'll we'll contact them. Uh, maybe we'll delegate that to Doug because he has this this softer voice. I don't want to scare the lady over. <laughs> Plus, if anyone can speak any other extra languages, it's probably Doug. Mm. Uh, we just got to make contact with the family so mm-hmm. they know that uh, we're going to take care of them, and then find out. We need to find out if they need food or a tree. Cause normally they do, and then we'll go over and then uh, hook it we, up. Yeah, maybe maybe after we record on Thursday, give them a bunch of, of free mind pump T shirts like dicks. <laughs> 
Merry Christmas. Here's some promo info. The sad part is actually they would probably be super grateful. You know what sucks is that I said a joke oh. and you made me feel bad for well, it. Yeah. yeah, that's what sucks yeah. about this whole thing. So you're not going to buy yourself. It's going to feel for- really good to help them out. So my goal this year, and I and I made it through my birthday. Um, although my girl says I failed because I bought myself a pair of really nice shoes, but that doesn't count because shoes I buy all the time. But every year on my birthday and Christmas, which is November, December, right? Um, I tend to buy myself really nice gifts. Really mm. nice gifts. Like I think the smallest gift I bought was like, like a whole com- computer, like you know, set up for my desk and office area. Right, the porn station. Yeah, mm. like the super porn station. Whoa. Um, then you know, a, it's been a watch one year. It's been it's been a Camaro Turbo. one year. You know, so it's been different, all kinds of stuff. This is the year I told myself I'm not going to spend any money on myself. I'm not going. You're get- just going to spend it on me. You know what? That's nice of you. Yeah, he, I appreciate he, it. He just tries to make us feel bad constantly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so you're not getting yourself. <laughs> I'm getting myself no, a guitar yeah. the, because I have spent the last 34 years of my life very selfishly. So this year, and I always do the adopt a family thing. So I don't. I mean, I'm saying I'm selfish. I still do nice things like that. But I, every year, I does. I always do buy something really big and nice and expensive for myself. I'm not going to do that this year. Mm-hmm. This year, anything I do do, it'll be giving and doing something like that. And then I've also I'm trying to put myself the the new. Uh, older Adam is is trying to put himself on a tighter budget. Well, regardless if I need one or not, I believe that I need that just for uh, responsibility reasons. I've been too irresponsible for uh, too long in my life that I feel like uh, I need to tighten the reins up. And part of that, I think a good start would be the ginormous purchases at the end of the year. That that would save a good 20, 40 grand right there. It sounds like, the, it sounds like you're giving the world a gift for Christmas, yeah, and that's Adam's personal growth. Ooh. <laughs> that's very nice. Wow. Thank you for that. That's one. a nice little jingle to it. You know what else I hear? What? I'm growing. Wait, shh. You hear that? What is that? I hear it. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Sounds a little different than normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you shoot that bird? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with that bird? That over bird there? had something in its throat. throat. Uh, What's Doug doing uh, over there? <laughs> He needs to gargle a little bit before he... It is. It's quaw. It's motherfucking... It's quaw time! It's motherfucking quaw time! One, two, three, quaw! Quaw! Motherfucking quaw! Get your quaw on. If you ain't quawing, you ain't doing nothing. (laughs) You ain't doing shit with your life. Get on your quaw. Get the fuck out of here. Get that quaw! All right, guys. All right, calm down. All right, guys. Calm down. Quaw, quaw! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Quiet up now! Quaw! Okay. All right. (sighs) Any last call for quaws here? No, we just want to see Quasimodo! Okay. We got Emily K. Ham. She is asking about people who sip BCAAs in water throughout the day. Mm. What do you think about that? Stupid. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. This is the, this is common in fitness. Something is good or has some benefit. Let's do it all the time and take a whole shitload of it. It's going to be that much better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ha- like always have to do wrong it. Wrong yeah. answer. Okay. So here's what happens when you take too many branch chain amino acids. You actually. Uh, Reduce your brain's ability to produce certain neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. Theoretically, too many branched amino acids can cause depression. Yeah, depression, I was going to say, if you're not <laughs> releasing that. Yeah. So no, not a good idea. The time you take branched amino acids is before, during, and after your workout. Hmm. Take about maybe two grams each time. You don't need to take... I see some of these supplement companies like, Fortified with 15 grams of BC, you know, branched amino acids. Whoa, good. What's the science on it? Uh, actually, even being that beneficial, being uh, the fact that it'd be sitting in water for hours too. That's uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I, you know, I don't think you should leave any any of these powders that you mix in water. Mm. 
I don't think you should live, leave them in that long, no matter what, because they start to, you know, they might even start to degrade and change. I know creatine will. Creatine can actually turn into uh, creatinine if you leave it in water too long. Well, I, I read an article a long time ago, and so uh, maybe you'll you'll have. Some. I read once, once, one time. I read. <laughs> this is sorry. Uh, I had words. This is it. what you know. This is what sucks too. People always ask us, right? People always want to know where do you guys get all your ah, some pictures too. Where do you get all your information from? And can you do this? It's like fuck, dude. Can you? Are you kidding me? I wish I was that organized. Where every time I read a fucking study, I bookmarked it somewhere so I could uh, get, sure. hand it to you. So <laughs> all the time we say instead we say where I read somewhere. Once upon a time, um, there was this uh, article on, I believe it was either smart water or one of those waters that are, you know, get the, the vitamins and minerals and everything in it. And they say mm. it's got all this great stuff. And the, the debate was that uh, it, once it gets put in the water like that and then it has to go through your digestive system, you don't even get any of the benefits from it. Mm. It's uh, so I'm curious to if this is similar to that. That when you dump these branched chain amino acids in a, in a pool of water for they hours. might they might oxidize. I mean, they might change. I don't know. Why don't know. wouldn't Why wouldn't they oxidize if they're if you're, they're I, I mean, apparently, if you leave them in long enough, I don't know if it'll happen in five hours, but I don't know. I don't know what the science is behind that, but I do know that taking branched chain amino acids all day long to try and give you some kind of anabolic effect is not going to give you an anabolic effect, and um, it, it can it can have detriment. Look. Branched chain amino acids uh, are essential. There's, there's a whole. There's a whole. I don't know how many. How, how many amino acids are essential? Twelve, something like that. Um, meaning that you have to get them in food because your body can't make them. That's why they're called essential amino acids. But you can have too much of a good thing. You can have too much of anything. Take any amino acid. Take too much of any amino acid, and you can cause uh, you know changes in neuro, neurotransmitters in the brain. You can cause your body to utilize less of other amino acids. Block. The production of, of uh, you know certain things you can cause gastrointestinal distress, inflammation. So no, taking branched amino acids throughout the entire day is like taking protein throughout the entire day. It's that same mentality that if some is good, then more is better, and mm-hmm. if taking it now is good, then taking it all the time is better. That's not that's not true at all. So no, I, I would not recommend you take branched amino acids all day long. Our next question is from SuperSac80. Mm. He's asking sack. about the benefits of desiccated liver. That's an old school supplement. You guys, are, do you guys ever read about? No, it? I don't I'm even like, know anything about this. Phew, that went right over my head. Bro. So, desiccated liver tablets. Bodybuilders sounds delicious, though. Be- <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds scrumptious. Yeah. De- desiccated liver tablets. Bodybuilders back in the day used to swear by these, and I'm talking about way back in the day. In the 30s, 40s, 50s. Oh, uh, Doug's time. It kind of fell out of time. Yeah. Doug, you got, you got something to contribute? For Poor, du- Poor Remember? Doug. Remember? Lima beans and desiccated liver. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, shucks, golly. <laughs> um, you know, back then, they would recommend taking, you know, 30, 40 of these tablets uh, a day. What? Yes. <laughs> it, this was the supplement. This was the supplement. It sounds like it would wow. decimate your liver is what it sounds no. like. No. <laughs> this is what they are. It's, it's liver from a cow. So it's usually bovine liver, and they defat it, and then they turn it into tablets. So you're basically just taking powdered liver in tablet form. The what's beneficial about them? It's got obviously tons high, of iron. It's it's a high in iron, right. and it's got very absorbable and usable forms of B12. So back in those ah. days, before these guys were taking you know other supplements, they probably did see some benefit from them. I there's a lot of benefit from eating liver. Mm-hmm. And the, the benefit comes from the cholesterol uh, that's in the liver and some of the nutrients that are in the liver. I would say this. If you want to get some benefits of, of liver, eat it. Yeah. Like, just fucking eat it, man. Yeah. It's not that gross. Get in there. Have you guys yeah. eaten liver recently? No. Nope. Ever. 
It's been a while. No, it's it's been good. While. I'd have to like deep fry it or some, do something didn't crazy. Doug, with it. That you gave us, yeah. Oh yeah, Doug, Doug bought. Uh, what did you? What did you buy? I was, bought. Well, I went to the farmer's market, and I said I want to get some liver, and he says, "How much do you want?" And I said, "Well, I'll just take a cow's liver," you know. Uh, so he brings it back the next week, thirteen pounds. <laughs> Not realizing <laughs> just a cow. That. Yeah. So you cut, he cut it up, Doug cut it up into, you know. Next time I'll have a a, a rabbit. uh, 60 60 (laughs) packages in my food saver. Are you out? Did you eat them already? Oh, no. I got a bunch if you want some. Do you still eat some? Uh, Yeah, every now and then. Do you notice anything when you eat liver? Did you notice anything? Um, Oh, I just become incredibly anabolic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I I, I do. (laughs) 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 No, I I think there's definitely benefit from it. Yeah. Organ meats in general, it's just we're missing we're missing that with organ meats. You know, nobody eats those Yeah, we anymore. don't eat that anymore. Yeah, no. It's not uh, something you're going to see. And organ menu. meats are high in yeah. nutrients. Yeah. Very, very high in nutrients. <clears throat> so I would mm-hmm. say eat some fucking liver. There be, you go. Be caveman. Be arr, a real yeah, caveman. Yeah. Arr, eat it's delicious. Mitchell Cochran, do you think you'll eventually have your fitness paradigm shattered once again? Oh. Mm. Can we We're see pretty... Mitchell Cochran again? I just love I th- that. I think it sounds better, yeah, right? That's... Um, I... Probably. Um, I don't know, though. We're pretty fucking smart nowadays. But I'm sure we thought we were pretty smart like seven, eight years ago, too, when it's been shattered multiple times. We, we kind of know everything, right? <laughs> like, we know it, everything. Well, okay, I, I like this question, though. I like this because this will this will challenge us to think on some of the things where... Uh, the, here's the thing, here's the thing, Mitch. I, we're I'm, open to it. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, about well, that. that's, I think that's the problem is that we embrace it so much now. We, we search for our paradigm to be shattered. Like right. I want to be wrong. Exactly. About, like, I want to be wrong about something. Right. You know? In order for a paradigm to truly be shattered, that means that you have a belief that you 100% believe in and something comes across that destroys that belief and right. it's evidence-based. If you're constantly searching for new information, it's hard to have your paradigm shattered because your paradigm is... That you're constantly searching right, right. And, right. and right now we talk about how we right. how we talk about right now. When, even point. when we talk about new science or things that we're we believe in, we still are very even open minded about how we talk about it. That hey, you know, this is like for example, let's take fasting. Fasting is something that we, fasting was a paradigm shatter for y- me. Yes, yeah. that was a paradigm shatter for all of us, and so it's also why we're a huge advocate now. Um, if there was something else that came out, maybe some way of dieting or eating or uh, food manipulating or something. Uh, that actually caused as many benefits or more than fasting, uh, it wouldn't shatter my paradigm because I, I'm open to seeing that or I hope that happens. And I would never right. say that. I, I would never say fasting is the answer and the best yeah. way for these benefits. Like pizza is actually awesome for you. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> Finally, I've been waiting for this oh, science. Oh, well, no. <laughs> thank God. I think we haven't. We ha- the, the thing is, we haven't really developed. Uh, it's not like we're so set in our belief system. You know, we're so open to learning new things. Here's here's something that I think is going to shatter a lot of fucking people's paradigms, and I'm I'm very open to. It. I'm looking at some science right now, and that's this. It's not going to shatter my paradigm either because I'm kind of I've been going down this route anyway. But I think they're going to start discovering that very high protein intake uh, is got some some be- some detriments, and I'm talking about uh, you know the really high protein intake, one and a half, two grams, three grams per pound of body weight. I think they're going to start finding that it's tied to cancer. Um, do not take my word for this. If you're listening right now, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm connecting the dots here. Speculating. I'm speculating. I'm connecting the dots because high protein intake does stimulate certain things in the body that also tend to, uh, you know, be precursors to cancer. God, that is going to be such a hard thing. It's so far away from us finding out because here's what the problem. 
that I foresee with that is uh, we know, okay, and I've talked about this before, 100%, all the clients across the board that I've trained in my life, if you were just an average Joe or Jane that's coming in the gym that's never really trained before, never really followed a diet before, and I'm assessing how you eat, all of those people under eight protein. Then on the other side of the spectrum, my peers in the professional bodybuilding world and competing and women's, all this stuff that. And gym rats and all that shit. Yeah, all your hardcore gym goers because they've been uh, pounded so hard from supplement companies for so long on the importance of eating protein. Now we're on the other extreme with them. So if tests come out and start showing that these you know, obscene numbers of protein have uh, cancerous traits or have uh, more adverse effects than they do have positive, or we start seeing this stuff come out, it would have to be a very good study that also separates all these meatheads too that are abusing steroids and PEDs and doing other things along with that that I would want to see too. Because if you took the average person, the average, the very few average people are eating three to four grams of protein or pound or grams of protein. Most people have a very hard time. Very only bodybuilders do you ever see go get a grocery cart full of meat. Mm-hmm. The average you'll never see a 130 pound mom, soccer mom who doesn't go to the gym pushing a cart with 40 pounds of chicken breast. Well, in it just it. Makes, but you'll see that with a fucking bodybuilder or competitor. And it just sure, makes sure. sense. Like if you can't do it naturally, in other words, if you can't get it from food, if then you probably shouldn't do it, you know, because there was, uh, I don't remember who it was. It was actually a well-known fitness uh, individual, fitness celebrity, who I actually respect for the most part. But he recommended this girl who was a 150-pound girl, I think. She had to take five servings of protein powder a day to get the protein requirements that he said that she needs. Because mm. he's like, oh, you need to eat 200-something grams of protein a day, so therefore you should take five fucking servings of protein powder a day. If you can't get it from food and you have to rely on all these protein powders to get it, then it's probably likely that it's not good for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's where I think that the big paradigm shattering is going to come from is where they're going to come out and say, uh-uh, these crazy recommendations for protein, way too much. You know, that's a really good point that you bring up right there. And I guess <clears throat> I kind of skate around this because I feel like you're on one uh, extreme on the what's needed and stay on the very lower end and I probably flirt with the higher end and by flirt I'm talking like one and a half grams of protein have I ever done two you're, gr- no you're, ha- you're you're half of your peers yeah you're still on the you know and and I really don't even do that I target one to one I look at my body weight I say this is it's easy math right. for me it's simple to focus on and I try and get a hundred percent of it all naturally and the way I look at it is if I'm going for a one-to-one and I fall a little short because I didn't, I don't go run up and scoop a fucking whey protein and drink and drink right. whey. I just don't worry about it because then there'll be another day where I decided to I came off maybe a fast and I'm now I'm loading or I'm, I'm shooting my calories up and I got to eat three burgers in that day or something and I get you know way more protein than I normally would because that's my food choice or right? right. I had a huge ginormous steak for dinner or something crazy like that then I'm not worried that I go 1.75 to 2 grams on that one day because I was lower on it another day but my goal is always to eat it naturally and if you find yourself having to uh intake a bunch of powder and stuff to get it there something's not right and you know that's that's a great guy it's such a great indicator for a lot of things i think back to all my coaching when i have uh, ladies that i'm showing trying to get their eating habits right and you know giving them you know two or three chicken breasts in an entire day is really hard for and and look to be honest with you a lot of people can't even hit one gram per pound of body weight no. because it fucks their stomach up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't shit. I get that. From, I've had people say that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I try to eat that. 
yeah, I try to eat that one gram per pound, which is not the mass, the crazy amounts that the supplement companies recommending, but that's still high. Like a lot of people can't do that and have healthy guts. And mm-hmm. let me tell you something, you need to have a healthy gut. And if you get an extra 2% increase in performance from smashing out a shit ton of protein, but you're constipated and you have inflammation in your gut, yeah. it's, you're not, you're not better off. Well, a healthy gut, you know, it's a diversity of nutrients. You know, that's, that's what's going to promote the healthiest environment. So absolutely, you know, you're overloading it with with one or two things. You're just not going to have a good result from it, right? And that's oh. what that's why I think a big paradigm shattering. I wonder if there could be. I'm trying to think. I was, you know, what are what do we what do we maybe not what what do we not utilize the most, or maybe we don't talk about the most? Like I'm thinking like, oh, if, I think you know what's another one. I think I'm glad you said that. I bet you the three of us at some point get into some type of functional flexibility type training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet you that'll shatter our paradigm because the three of us, com- we are horrible at it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's something we're totally I'm better. You're yes. better, but we're not, but not on that no, level. No, not exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's actually, yeah. And what, what benefits it could show for overall physique. I bet we end up preaching like shit out of well, not strength, only that, right? Just, just how, yeah, it's going to complement your gains. Like it's how it's going to promote, you know, muscle development and then, you know, adding that that proper movement mechanic element piece to muscular development, uh, you know, as far as longevity is concerned, now everything is moving properly. You know, you're not going to have those pains. And, you know, when, when you get to a certain size, I mean, anybody knows that that's trying to build muscle. You're going to get to a certain size where you feel restricted. Oh, yeah. You feel restricted. You feel immobile. You, you feel like, yeah, I'm awesome. But like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not functional anymore. You know, oh, the, I've, I've lost it. The minute I'm over 215. So this last six months of my life of carrying my, because I've been carrying myself in the 220s to 220, all the way up to 230. Uh, it's crazy. And I and Katrina always gives me a hard time because I'm constantly, you know, whining to her. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't believe I can't do this. Like, I couldn't believe I couldn't do a pistol squat the other day when I told you that, that was just blew my mind. Like, I used to fuck around on a BOSU ball, balancing on one leg and fucking around with dumbbells and stuff, doing single leg p- pistol squats on there just because just we could. And for me to not because be able to doing ballerina training. Yeah, because I was. Because that used to be the cool thing to do all I this. I was oh, right there with yeah. you, too. Say, what are you talking about, motherfucker? I believe you were with me that day. I we were was. doing that shit. I was. See, <laughs> I, I totally was. See, I never did that. I jumped in it. Never. Oh, you're so cool. You know, uh, you didn't get any crazy with the functional like, stuff? I all day. Really? Bro. You never really got into that? Yeah. No. Because Especially with your jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. No. I would think that some, at one point. No. No, no. no ball training. I'm not, I'm not very coordinated for that shit. Oh, yeah. I see, I see. I could see that now. Yep. I could understand why you wouldn't do because you probably weren't very good at it. I was good at all that stuff. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, and I'm I'm good at a, a few things. I've, Deadlifts. Did you ever get to the point where you're standing on the ball love. and then doing squats on top of it like an idiot? I, no, I never I totally, squat. I, I, ne- could, I could do that. I never squatted on the ball. I always like doing I like the. I've sat on my balls. All the all the balls <laughs> and all the limbs and doing pushups and balancing on one leg and doing crazy stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, th- this is. Uh, I, I mean, I, you know, that would shatter our paradigm if we found out that that actually builds a lot more muscle than what it <laughs> and is superior to uh, squat. Or they, yeah. or they come out with a study: CrossFit, uh, the safest form of exercise. Oh, my paradigm oh, will it's explode. Safe as gardening, everybody. <laughs> my that par- shattered my paradigm. My paradigm will explode. You know that everybody. information right there alone. Yeah. yeah, that was close I, to I, shattering me. I think that I think though it, it, it is right. There's, I it, it's almost impossible now to shatter the paradigm because I think it's happened to us so much 
that now we have this attitude like, hey, whenever we talk about any topic, yeah. maybe one of us even feels strong about something. The other two will always be like, well, hold on, bro. Yeah. You know, you think might about not have this. considered it from this angle. Yeah, think from this yeah. or also this, and there's a possibility this could happen or it could evolve to that. And yeah, we always backpedal on that part that I don't think any of us are like, take a stance on like, this is. Yeah. And the things that we would take a stance on like that, I believe, like, for example, saying something like a squat is by far. Uh, the one single best movement you could possibly do. That's a fucking fact. Yeah. It's right. not going to get out. Yeah, it's not going to get changed. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. There's not anything new happening with kinesiology as far as the study, you know, as far as movement goes for us and we're not changing any patterns like that. So that, I mean, things like that, that's not going to go away. Uh, stuff related to nutrition. I think, God, there's, it's not gonna our shatter our paradigm's gonna be shattered because we're still learning so much. Yeah. Like Sal loves to talk about the gut floor. Like I didn't even know about the gut floor until I met Sal. I know. It was I didn't even I never even addressed that or even yeah. considered Thank talking God about God it. Thank God for your IBS, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We would have never known. So, you know, think things like that are uh I you know what I'm into right now, and I try to get Sal or he he sent a text message this weekend to us that hey, I'm I'm bored. You guys got something for me to nerd out on. I said, Hey, you know, I'm actually getting into reading up on fascia. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know about the fascia mm-hmm. um, that is still like that it's still evolving and we're learning about. It. I find that very fascinating to me because we don't really talk about it. And, Ooh, and there's and some contradictory uh, stuff out there as far as like foam rolling goes and all that kind of stuff has me very interested. And yeah. I'm looking into so yeah. um, that so that's something that I really want to dive into personally. Maybe we can bring that up again in the show at some point. But you know, there there's there's confliction there in theories well why don't we why don't we agree on that right now we'll do that on radio right now since uh i try to get the nerd over here to start i've already been on it and reading so i, yeah, I have some me stuff too, but so i think it'll be cool and then maybe we I get on we there should get, yeah get deep with it in its own <laughs> so, you know this is adam trying segment to, this is adam trying to close me on reading about it. <laughs> so why don't we talk about this on air and so put you on we, um, all right all right no yeah, i'm interested well yeah. you you weren't you weren't very he was like okay that doesn't sound very interesting but i you know i wasn't that i can't remember what intrigued me to start it's probably a chiropractor you it might have been. It yeah. might have been. I don't remember what it was, but I, I was, you know, I'm like, you know what? I want to read more, uh, mm, more up on it. Yeah, one and, of my friends kind of turned me on to the new uh, way of thinking. So. Well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of guys. Okay, so and let's you know, I'm going to use this opportunity to talk shit about somebody else. <coughs> um, <laughs> is uh, I believe, here comes Adam. Well, I believe I believe there's somebody who has a uh, you know a program that he's he's called fascia training or something like that, and then they he just shit on you, boom. <laughs> and, <laughs> And what and this is just like what happens always, and this is also why, this is why I think I actually because I was watching some of these videos of this this training. Oh yeah, you remember you know now you know what yeah. it is right? Okay, so um, and this is what everyone does. Everyone there's a little bit of science that comes out on something. We find out something very important about fascia, and then somebody decides they're going to write a whole program around it, and that's going to be the spin. And that's very smart business and marketing. Right. And honestly. If uh, if one day Mind Pump doesn't make a lot of money, we might have to do that to you guys. We might have to just start selling no, a bunch. No. <laughs> Never. No, but the point is that's so easy. Mindpumpradio.com. It's, <laughs> it's so easy yeah. to write, write. So easy to buy our program. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so bad, right? We have one uh, big yellow button. Uh, so yeah, click now. <laughs> So the the programs that these guys write, that's what they do. They find something that's new. Mm. They take a spin on it. And they write a whole program around it like it's this new found, like the best ever, right? 
And it's not. There's nothing special that special about it that it's going to be that groundbreaking that it's going to, you know, surpass your traditional training like we're talking about with squatting and deadlifting and, and compound movements. But is there something to be to learn about it and maybe incorporate into training and to, to further edge? Absolutely. You know right. what? I think, I think, and I'm not trying to be do a shameless plug here, but I think MAPS, well, I, I don't think, I know, MAPS has shattered a lot of people's paradigms. Well, How many people have messaged us and said, holy fuck, I, I changed my training completely based upon this program mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, before and afters. Yeah, and you're They're showing seeing, us these crazy before and afters. Yeah, and you're seeing, like, concepts that, you know, are applied in maps. Like, you're starting to see that uh, from other professionals in the industry. Right. And they're highlighting, like, one or two things that are, like, part of the program. So, people well, and other people are noticing this. So, w- one of the things that I was most fascinated with maps, when you first showed it to me and you shared uh shared your program and like this is what we're gonna launch what you're gonna do and and i remember sharing it with justin and being like bro check out what sal's doing and you know both of us right away were like oh this is this is money this is what the industry needs people need to need to see this because it's gone so the opposite direction as far as how we should train the body but uh, to be honest the part that i was most intrigued and where i felt we all saw eye to eye so much and what i think why where and here's the our shame my shameless plug why maps fucking smokes every program there is because we don't talk about it as the best program No, because it's, it's open to evolution mm-hmm. and we, we highly recommend that it evolves and it changes and it moves right. and, and you, you can know, imply it in different ways. Exactly. Which, and I think, no, here, here's the thing. Programs. Most programs are routines. They're mm-hmm. not programs. They're right. routines. Follow my routine. Here's the workouts. I mean, here's the exercises in order. Here's what did it for me. Right. Try it out. If it doesn't work, you know, right. tough shit. MAPS has a program in it, so you can follow specifics, but it's a concept. It's a philosophy. It's an understanding of how the body uh, adapts, how muscles grow, and you apply these concepts, and then you modify them because everybody's body's a little different. And boom, results. People get phenomenal results. People who've been training for years get great results. Which is very hard to do. It's very hard to take someone who's been working out for five years, have them do a program, and then get great results because mm-hmm. their bodies many times are, they they feel tapped out. Yeah. Right. So, next quote. That was a really long quah, answer, quah, quah. To, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Cochrane. No, thanks, Mitchell. Yeah, he's our boy. Raging Wheezy gains eighty eight, asking about some great kettlebell movements that can help with strength and conditioning. Well, this sounds like a question for Super da, 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 da. Justin. <laughs> The one and only the dude. I'll take it from here. <laughs> cool, I'm go oh, I love kettlebells. Dude. I'm going to get a sandwich real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys go ahead and tune out. Uh, yeah, no, one of my favorite, if we're talking about strength, I love the, the Turkish getup, mainly because of the movement of it, because it's, it's so involved um, with stabilizing the shoulder joint, with um, understanding proprioceptively where you are as far as, you know, uh, uh, if my left arm is is over embracing while my hips are extending, and then I'm moving back, it, you really have to understand the mechanics of how your body works in order to perform it correctly. And it's it's like seven, eight, you know, steps. It's one of the most compl- complex uh, exercises there is, and uh, it's 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 very much one of the staple things that I feel. Uh, determines whether or not you uh, have a good enough understanding of how to move properly and how to use your body in space. Uh, so anyway, so that's one of them. That's it's it's great. Um, it's great to as far as like stabilizing the shoulder as well, holding the weight over your head. Um, 
kettlebells can be used in all kinds of different ways. I mean, as far as conditioning goes, obviously the kettlebell swing, it's, it's bar none if you're doing it correctly. Okay. How uh, do people, how do a lot of people do those wrong? So, uh, turn into a squat swing. Right. So one common thing is to squat. So drop the hips down instead of actually hinging the hips. Right. Mm, so, so it's a hip hinging movement. It's a hip hinging movement. It's explosive. Okay. So really what we're trying to do is get a power element out of it. Um, and, and that's all driving from the hips. And that's, that's something that, uh, you know, the arms really aren't very active in this lift. However, you know, they're stabilizing, uh, the weight and movement. Um, and, and the other thing is it, you really have to have control and, and uh, brace your core. So that way, anything you're moving at an accelerated pace, if you do it wrong, it could have detrimental effects on your back, you know, uh, on your, on your joints, uh, all these things. So anyway, it, it, if done properly, it gives you great conditioning effect. Um, yeah, cause I've done them in the past and it, it's, it's, it makes you breathe hard. Yeah. And you notice it like mainly when you're done, when you're done, you're just gassed, mm -hmm. you're gassed out. I, I, I find it, you know, it, it's on similar sort of par with, um, uh, sled sprints or something like that, where you're, um, you're, you're, you're pressing real hard and, um, you know, right when you stop, it's like this rush of, uh, you know, I'm gassed, I'm exhausted. Um, so it's really, it's really involved. Like everything is involved in that lift and that's why I like it so much. So I'll do that with, one, I'll do it with two kettlebells, you know, double swings. Um, you know, I'll do a, a nice rotational shoulder press with the kettlebells. Perfect for that. I've been incorporating those since you, mm. you know, when we worked out together, you had us do some of them mm -hmm. and I've been incorporating them and I'm stronger in my traditional barbell shoulder press now. That's amazing. I've been using that. That's great. Yeah. It's good to add that diversity, right? And, and, and that's one of the only lifts that, really exposes um, mechanically, you know, how to rotate properly with, you know, your, your arm and your elbow and your shoulder, like in, in unison. And um, to, to be able to stabilize that properly and then the loading of the weight itself is different too. So this is just another stimulus that you're, you're providing uh, that's great for the muscle to respond to. Um, and then in that neutral grip, you know, with, with how you hold it um, is always good for the wrist. Um, and then also carrying, I mean, carrying, uh, kettlebells, uh, this is another thing that you can really posturally, uh, help to correct issues. Like, so, um, so you like know, get a kettle, get a kettlebell retracting your shoulders, for instance, depressing the shoulders, especially. Right. So like, like if I hold a kettlebell, like one arm up on my, you, you know, could arm, rack it like or you could also hold it at your side I and mean, then just walk like or. a suitcase. And then exactly. And then walk. It's, it's super functional because I mean, you could easily see how that would apply to daily life or traveling or, you know, just carrying, you know, groceries or a bag or anything like that. Right? I, I've been incorporating some of these dudes since since meeting you. Mm -hmm. And um, I can vouch that these movements, uh, not only are they missing from most people's routines, but they're missing. Uh, they should be in most people's routines. Absolutely. They're just as I'm finding that they're just as important as some of the big gross motor movement exercises. Well, I've been lucky to compliment them very well. Let's <clears throat> yeah. put it that way. Yeah, I've been yeah, I've been around long enough with them that um I utilize them nowhere near like Justin does. And I'll tell you the the reason why I don't is only because I'm I don't feel like I've been taught properly. Mm -hmm. Uh I would love to have uh Justin or someone at, at his level or higher 
you know, make sure he takes me through all. There's a lot of great movements. Like, for example, uh, I don't even teach to clients, although I think it's a phenomenal move, the Turkish get up. I think it's mm -hmm. one of the best mm -hmm. uh, movements that you would do uh, for an exercise, just a functional movement, um, getting up off the ground like that and and teaching you how to properly do that while you're, you know, suspending a, a kettlebell over your head, I think is so awesome. Uh, and there's a lot of movements. I stick to stuff that's more basic, just like uh, like we did with the dumbbells with the shoulder press or, you know, raises with them or uh, carry type movements, um, you know, or I'll even do a kettlebell swing and work on hip movements. But for the most part, I don't do a lot of them because I'd like to be taught, you know, it's and mm. I and I see a lot of people that do them, do them poorly. Absolutely. And it's and it's like, dude, you're defeating the whole real purpose of using a kettlebell if you're not teaching yourself how to do it properly. Because it's a yeah. very to me, I look at kettlebells kind of like a lot of Olympic movements. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Olympic lifts are fucking awesome, yeah. you know. And there's a lot of great well, Olympic it, lifts are purposeful. way more technical, though. Yeah, it's purposeful, yeah. and I think that people uh, they 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 don't really approach it with that you know that frame of mind. Like they just want to do an exercise and get a nice workout. Uh, whereas I feel like, yeah, I, it's probably not going to benefit you if you don't, uh, give it the proper respect as far as, uh, things, because it, it even just the loading of it is different. Way more, it's way more. I think this is why I say it's like limb lifting. I think if you are looking to do kettlebells, you want to be somebody who takes pride in their form and technique. Mm -hmm. you, and that's, that's the next, say, and that's the next form. level. Let's say right. you're, you're somebody who does your basic, you know, all your basic movements, you've got great, great form and you even want to improve and even take that to the next level. Yes. Kettlebells will take Start you to the adding next. more rotational well, movements, yes. so, you know, getting the wrists and the elbows and the shoulder. And but you must take pride in that. You must yeah, take more pride transverse in plane, you know, movement. Well, here's, kind of here's the issue that I see. The issue is if you're smart and you focus on form, you'll be okay. Here's the issue is programming. Mm -hmm. Do they know how to insert yeah. kettlebells into the workouts and where do they Good insert point. them and how do they utilize them with their traditional exercises? Right. That becomes the issue that I see people having. Um, so if you're smart and you know how to program, uh, then you can incorporate kettlebells into your regular routines and get fucking phenomenal. Well, this results. is how I use it. That's what I do is I incorporate it into my routine. Right. It's not mm -hmm. like, and that's, but you I, have to do it right. You can't just put them in, in your, right. in, in any workout. You have yeah. to be able to incorporate them in a particular way. Yes. So that's interesting that you said that it benefited your barbell overhead press because that's exactly what I noticed. You know, when, once I started, you know, doing more, more, shoulder press with the kettlebell and getting rotation it it's just it just benefits the whole because now you're you're, you're filling a, a void uh that otherwise you're, you're not really getting that sort of stimulus and that does help uh you know you're going to be able to recruit that into your gross uh movement with well the two barbell. things because i'm because overhead press is one of my weaker exercises mainly because i have shoulder issues but mm -hmm. it, even before that i wasn't like that wasn't my strongest lift and but i've noticed now that my strength is really going up because of the kettlebells two things i'm doing one is I'll substitute a barbell press for a single arm uh, kettlebell press. Uh -huh. Two is I'll do static holds. So I'll take a heavy mm -hmm. kettlebell, I'll press it, something that's heavy. Right. So for me, a heavy kettlebell overhead press will be like 75 pounds, a heavy kettlebell for me to press. I'll press it up above my head. It'll be a hard press, but then I'll just hold it. Yeah. In that tight, strong position, I'll Beautiful. count I'll count to 15, I'll bring it down, and then I'll switch arms. I mean, and that's that's another way that you could walk you know, hold get, it above your head and walk it above your head. Yeah. You're going to get a nice overhead. It, it's the same thing that really the, the benefit of your Turkish getups, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just being hey. able to stabilize weight over your head. Hey man, put it together with some awesome programming. You have an awesome, that's routine. it, man. It'd be awesome. What's next?
Craig Phelps uh, is asking, what do you recommend when you feel like you're spinning your wheels and you're not progressing? Mm. Uh, if you're now, th- now this is taking that your your nutrition's good. Okay, so let's assume your nutrition's good because that's one of the, one thing that that's a whole other topic. But if you're eating right um, and you're not progressing, look at your workout and start start changing variables. So reduce intensity, increase frequency, mm-hmm. uh, increase volume, tempo, decrease volume, change the tempo, focus on a different goal. So, you know, where I'm, if I'm always doing eight to 12 reps, now I'm doing sets of two to three reps. Um, do whole workouts that are, that are revolve around one or two exercises. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm doing eight sets of squats and eight sets of bench press, and that's my whole workout today. That might be completely different from what you're normally right. doing. Maybe avoid all single joint exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many variables. I would say mess with the variables uh, in your workouts. Um, and, and here's one of the best ones that you could ever do. Drop the intensity, increase the frequency. One of the, one thing that yeah. always seems to work for people to kind of get their body moving again is to not go as hard, but then train everything more yeah, often. Yeah, because typically that's probably what they're not doing. Right at the moment. Right, right. I uh, <clears throat> I like to do what you guys are about to see me do, and I haven't told anybody I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm not going to fully share what I'm going to do either yet, but um, always got secrets. I know. Yeah, I like to keep it like that. Keep All you right. guys. <laughs> On edge. What's he, he going to do? <laughs> yeah, I know it drives Sal crazy. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, does. damn it, tell me. He'll be texting me all night time now. What are you going to do, bro? Dude, tell me. Dude, I want to know. Dude. What do you? Uh, you know, here's here's something that I like to do. So, and I feel like I'm kind of in that position now. So I went through this whole process of competing and blah 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 blah. And the ultimate goal was to work my way up to <laughs> yeah, right. Work Today. my way up to the professional level. Um. Uh, I'm there at this point. I don't really have any other, any more goals related to that. I still like having an aesthetic physique. And of course I've been labeled as that guy in this, but that's really not how I've always been as a trainer. As I've been as a trainer is I love setting new goals, a whole different goal. It's not related to the one you're spinning your wheels about. So maybe you've been grinding it out for a long time, trying to make gains on your biceps or shoulders or whatever it is that you're, you, you feel like you're not progressing in. And sometimes I'll just, the best thing for my body is actually to switch gears and go like all performance-based. Now I'm going to work on my vertical and my speed and agility and my functionality. And I'm going to set new goals for myself to improve my overall. And it's only going to improve your overall. See, even if your goal is like myself, looking better all the time, making that switch for a little bit to confuse the body, give it new goals, new things for you to focus on. One, I think it's phenomenal for the body and very, very important for longevity. And two, it's great for mental stimulation. It's just nice to not not have to be, if you've been grinding it out, which I feel like I've been doing in the bodybuilding thing, and it's just like, God, to get to the next level for my physique or to make it even crazier on stage, it's just like, do I really care that much? And do I want, and I'm like, I'm kind of over it. I've been doing it for the last two and a half, almost three years. I've never stuck to a single type of, program design for a long time so i'm actually about to completely flip my shit upside down it's and fun too. train completely yeah. different it's fun you know what i mean everybody yeah. likes to see progress yeah. how about if you just change your goal yeah. then you can see progress again yeah exactly uh, you know yeah. what i'm saying right. and, it, and it's very motivating and then you come back and you revisit it again and watch i bet you money you break through whatever that plateau yeah, it benefits is. you on on that end as well right yeah. exactly beautiful and with that Please subscribe to Mind Pump. Leave us a five-star rating and review, or we're going to come find you. Oh, yeah. In attack. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.